Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with your favorite people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning social media tips from celebrity hairstylist Kathleen Riley. She'll be sharing how she uses social media to get celebrity clients and brand deals. If you're interested in learning how to create a great tutorial, her favorite editing apps, or how she landed her own brand deals and celebrity clients like Sophia Ritchie, stay tuned. Kathleen's social media handles are linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's learn a thing or two about social media from Kathleen. You might know her from Fashion Week Hair Post or Sophia Ritchie Selfies. She is a hairstylist from Main Addicts and her content is most likely saved in everyone's hair inspo folder. Let's welcome Kathleen Riley to the Tag Me podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. So I obviously know you from day one in your career, Mm -hmm. and I know how much you deserve to be where you are right now. But for people listening who may not know you, in a nutshell, what do you do and how did you get started? Um, I'm a hairstylist here in Los Angeles, and I got started about four years ago. I picked up and moved to LA, which was really scary. But I just figured, you know, I want to work with celebrity clientele and work with brands. So that's what I do now. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, let's dive into clients. Have you always worked with celebrities and influencers or how did that happen? Absolutely not. When I first started <laughs> in LA, I was kind of doing anyone's hair that would let me do it. Um, it was a little bit hard because I was doing a lot of stuff for free and like random test shoots and not random people, but literally anybody that was like, oh, I need my hair done in two minutes, I'd be like, okay, I'll be there right now. Um, And then I would also reach out to like any hairstylist who I looked up to and hope they would answer me to assist them. And then once you build a relationship with them, they trust you and will refer clients. And that's Uh like the biggest, nicest thing ever to me that they trust you with their clientele. Did you just reach out to them in the DM or how did you get their contact info? It depended. Like some of them I slid into their DMs and then (laughs) one of our really good friends kind of connected us, Mariana Hewitt. Love her so much. Shout out to Peanut. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then once I started working with one, it's like weird. It kind of, it's like a domino effect. And once one really established hairstylist trusts you because that's really important you need to have like set etiquette Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things and like kind of read a room and like know when to just stand there and kind of be quiet and Mm -hmm. know when to like be be more involved which most of the time if you're an assistant you just kind of keep to yourself and don't really say anything and just do whatever the hairstylist wants you to do yeah very focused and some people are like you look really like not that happy i'm like i'm just looking at the snatch (laughs) ponytail and i'm making sure there's no bumps in it so the ponytails you create are very snatch. Thank you. you Sophia get, like, Richie's long ponytail oh that went to the floor. I really love that Is that, that so your much. most liked photo? I, it might be actually, but that... It's okay. You know what? Kathleen just got a message to do someone's yeah. It's probably <laughs> Sophia Richie. Hi, Sophia. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, her... that I think that was like her birthday hair. That was pretty iconic. It was almost to the floor. And then we did one similar for New York Fashion Week, but it wasn't um, braided. It was just more of like a normal ponytail. So a lot of your clients, including Sophia, tag you in post. How does that happen? Does that happen organically? Do you ask them to do that for you? What's what's that like and how do you navigate that? I think if a client really loves your work, they'll tag you anyways. It's not something I ever ask somebody. It's kind of weird, especially when they're paying. 
Um, but usually with a client, especially someone you work with continuously, they want to tag you. It's something that they want their followers to see too, whoever that they have worked with. And they know that tagging you is going to kind of help you anyways. Um, when it's someone that you have never worked with, um, it's kind of like a 50, 50, you hope that they tag you, but if they don't, it's totally fine. And yeah. And yeah. Okay, let's talk about the people who at the beginning didn't pay you. What was that dynamic like? How did you set that up? That was also through the DMs, right? And it was kind of like a trade. I'll do your hair if you tag me in a post. Yeah, for sure. So how do you set those up? So that was something I was like DMing influencers. Um, It was tough. Like I said, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of work for free. and, Mm -hmm. And then in exchange, they would tag me. It's a lot because you're driving anywhere in LA, you know, it takes like 87 hours. So by the time you drive there, get to them, do their hair, it's like five hours in and you're not getting paid for it. So it was really tough in the beginning, but over time it just happens organically. Like they tag you and then they refer you and that's what you hope to happen out of all of this is that they refer you to other people who are going to be paying clients. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Let's dive into content. How do you capture content while also styling someone's hair? That seems like a magic trick to me because I've also had you do my hair Mm -hmm. and you're trying to take the content or I'm holding the phone. And Mm -hmm. even when I'm holding it, it's still hard. So how do you do it as one person? It is very hard. And um, as one person, (laughs) it's not the best content, but you just do the best you can. Like sometimes I have a tripod set up or sometimes I'm like having whoever's hair I'm doing, they're kind of taking like BTS which is very helpful. But if I have like a paid sponsored post, I usually have an assistant come and help me because you need to put out the best content that you can for someone that's actually paying you. So speaking of assistants, do you mean a hairstylist assistant or an actual assistant? I would say a hairstylist assistant because they really understand what you're trying to capture. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that like a regular assistant wouldn't be able to learn, but I think if you're telling a hair assistant, like I really need to see this angle when I'm cutting this random section they're not going to be like well what do you mean where should i stand but like Mm -hmm. they already know exactly what to do right so well speaking of creating content can you shoot it all on your phone or do you use savvy equipment what do you need to create really good quality content as a stylist so for the first like really long time pretty much four years up until like a month ago (laughs) i was using just my phone and the phone really is great i've done amazing content with it the phone content does really well but i just bought a camera Um, I still am trying to like figure out how to use it properly because it's just a lot of buttons and settings and everything, but the content you can get with this camera is fantastic. So I'm trying to use it because it really gives you better content. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure, like I said, I'm giving the best content ever to the brands. I mean, I think your content's amazing. Thank you. Do you know the name of the camera? It's a... I think it's a Canon GX7 or something like that. Do you use any apps to help you edit your content? I think the one that I use the most for videos is called InShot. Um, It helps you like cut, trim, add, you can add music, stuff like that. I've always been like a Visco, not a Visco girl, but a Visco (laughs) app user. I don't even really know what Visco girl is. I think it's like something where you look really cool. Um, and then what other ones? I think I've used Darkroom and Lightroom. You can kind of like adjust the um, colors and settings. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I was like really psychotic on my page and like everything had to look absolutely perfect. And I was messing with the colors and like the colors of the shirts of the girls that so they all matched and everything. Like I was low key a nut job. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I think you're always very calm. <laughs> so you. speaking of content, I want to ask you about tutorials. What makes a great tutorial? Is there a specific recipe or something you start off with? How do you break those down to be straight to the point, but also engaging? I think uh, a great tutorial to me is one with amazing lighting and sound. Because if someone's looking at it, they want to hear what you're saying. If you're like babbling or it, you can't really hear, it's really low or whatever. Um, they're like, okay, what the hell is she saying? And then the lighting, <laughs> it just needs to look good and professional. And you can have the best tutorial in the world, but if it looks dark or not bright, people are not going to, like they're more not inclined to watch it. Um, I also like being pretty specific in what I'm showing so that they know what they're getting when they watch it. And if I'm doing like a flat iron tutorial, I just stick to that one look instead of trying to do multiple looks. Mm -hmm. And like we all have like a really small attention span these days. So once you start going off the beaten path of the tutorial, people get annoyed and stop watching. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make these podcasts about 30 minutes because my attention span the same doesn't really, really go past that. So I'm assuming everyone else's doesn't either. Well, it's like I'll be on Instagram and all of a sudden I get off and I'm on Twitter and then all of a sudden I'm looking at my pictures and I'm like, wait, was I on an email? I'm like, what the <laughs> heck am I doing? All right. Sponsored content. At what point in your career did brands start reaching out to you and how did you decide who to work with? I would say probably like two years ago, and that's when my page looked really great and professional and psychotic, like I said. Um, and then when a brand went to my page, they knew exactly what they were getting out of me. So I think that that's something that they appreciated. And I only work with brands that make sense to me and the stylist that I am. What a lot of people don't realize is when they see sponsored content is that it's something the stylist or the influencer really loves. Mm-hmm. Um Many influencers or stylists or anyone who gets paid to post turn down a lot of sponsorships because it's unauthentic for who they are. Um, so when you see a sponsored post, like don't automatically think someone is only posting it just because they're getting paid. Um, but I would love to work more closely with GHD. I love them and their tools and I... I love GHD. Yeah. Shout out to GHD. Let's just say that over and over again. GHD, <laughs> GHD, GHD, Kathleen Riley wants to work with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's really perfect great. she's in alignment with oh the brand <laughs> yeah no they really am are i embarrassing awesome. you right now yes you are. <laughs> i love that when you said that when you see a sponsored post don't automatically think someone is only posting it just because they're getting paid and that's something that i would always do before i got paid for anything i would tag the brands like even if I used a comb or a brush or something super small, automatically seeing the tag and they look like, oh, wow, this girl's content is really pretty or it's awesome or she's showing off the tools the right way or mm -hmm. she's doing really cool tutorials. And we kind of have to just make content that the brands like already love and that they would see and be like, wow, I would love to pay her to do this instead right. of just looking at it. All right, let's jump into managers. Okay. I know at the beginning of your career, you were managing your own deals with brands. At what point did you decide or feel that you needed to get a manager and why? I wasn't signed with management until this past April when I got signed with Maynatics, which was really Shout amazing. out to Jen Atkin. Yes, Jen Atkin, you're the bomb. Maynatics <laughs> um, is Jen's uh, company and she created it for about six of us. It's called a Creator Collective. Um I've always looked up to Jen. I've always told her, like, if there was someone I would want to work with on the management side, it would be her and whoever, whatever team that she brought in. And she's given me, like, so many opportunities. We've traveled pretty much the world. We worked with almost every influencer you can think of. And it was always, like, a cross-marketing situation. Like, 
on trips like that, say we've gone to Australia, Paris Fashion Week, New York, New York Fashion Week, we're all just kind of tagging each other and in hopes that, you know, more people see the influencer or the mm-hmm. hairstylist or the makeup artist. Like, it's really amazing. Prior to being signed, I negotiated all my deals and all my rates, which was kind of tough because you really just don't know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of rely on your peers to help you a little bit, figure that out. Um, it's a little bit scary because you're like, am I way over asking or way yeah on purpose am i way over asking (laughs) way is also jen atkins way she does the most like ever and i actually just started doing body stuff too so way cool way cool (laughs) but yeah you just have no idea what the going rate for is for stuff and Mm -hmm. you just hope that you give a rate and they're not like is this girl okay she just (laughs) quoted us a lot of money and that's not the vibe but So knowing everything you know now about how to work with clients, how to get celebrity and influencer clients, and how to lock in brand deals, where would you tell someone to start if they wanted to do what you're doing? I think kind of the same thing, just like tagging brands and DMing people. But a lot of times too, if someone has like a a manager in their profile, it's important to kind of go the professional way as well. Um, so Sometimes people will DM me and be like, I'd love to collab. And I'm like, okay, what does that even mean? It's like a (laughs) random person. I don't know. Does that mean like, let me come to your hair for free and then you tag me? Or like, what does that mean? It it means different things to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's something that I also want to say about the industry that's tough is people wanting to quote unquote collab or you say your rate to someone and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, can you do it? If I say my rate is, this is just a random number, Mm $100. They're like, well, can you do it for 30? And in my mind, I'm like, if $100 is too much or you don't like that rate, just be like, okay, well, that's not my budget. I hope we can work together in the future. Mm -hmm. So I've known you since day one and I know how hard you've hustled and how much you deserve to be where you are now. Traveling nonstop, going from one fashion week to the next, lugging luggage and hair kits that weigh more than you all around the world, Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. call times and working long hours. What goes on behind the scenes that is required of you to be successful in your industry that most people wouldn't expect? All the things you just said. Like, it's difficult when you travel, especially say, you know, you're in Paris doing fashion week and the time zone is all messed up. You're like, if if this was in LA right now, it would be 3 a.m. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm tired. I'm, you know, and you're lugging your luggage. My kit weighs 70 pounds. It's cold. Sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed because it's really warm in there. You want to eat a croissant. (laughs) But yeah, the behind the scenes is tough sometimes. Um, New York Fashion Week, behind the scenes, it's insane and you have no idea. And it's three hours trying to get 50 models ready and Mm -hmm. everybody's shuffling around and it's hair, it's makeup, it's nails all on the same girl. Mm -hmm. And then the show, I'm not even kidding you, is like one minute long. But the feeling you get after watching a show Mm -hmm. that you were a part of is like, winning a Grammy. And honestly, it's tough too, because a lot of the girls are coming from other shows. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're coming from a show where they had like a sleek bun. And then all of a sudden the show we're doing is really fluffy, pretty hair. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, how the heck can I pull this off? And I don't know, somehow we always do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I also want to touch on, you mentioned this before in a conversation, how moving to LA really helped your career because you mentioned that it's really hard to do what you're doing if you live in a smaller city because a lot of times options are presented to you mm-hmm. and it's helpful that you're in LA. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend to someone that doesn't live here? 
I would say the best thing if you don't have the means to move to LA or you don't want to move to LA is probably just take the content route and do tutorials and then anyone that you can possibly reach out to, even if it's like a new station or there's brands that work in every single city and there's models in every single city, even if they're not really established, just reach out to anybody that you think would be able to help you and your brand and building yourself up. Mm-hmm. Be the go-to person there. Yeah, for That's sure. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned to me once how much you love people commenting because you like engaging with your followers. I do love it because if nobody's commenting, I'm like, well, does anybody even like my post at all? <laughs> or I like to see the feedback. Like that's the best. Like, oh my God, I love seeing this. I want to see you do m- more tutorials with you doing flat iron waves or mm-hmm. showing this tool or whatever they want to see. You know what's funny about that is that I don't always think likes and comments equate how many people actually liked your content because I'm so ADD. Mm -hmm. I'll scroll through Instagram. I'll see your post. I'll see one of our other friends post and I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm also in the middle of a conversation or I'm doing something else and I don't like or comment it, but in my head I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we take that into account? I don't know. I feel like I think that there should be a 10% increase on every like and comment for the ghost ones. Yeah. Wow. The ones that happen in people's heads. Yeah. The ones that they're like, I love this, but I'm also writing an email, drinking coffee, talking on the phone, recording Mm. a podcast, doing hair. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wow. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. I love this with you. This is so fun. Yeah. It's like we're just hanging out. You're so smart. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump into some rapid fire questions. Gosh. Are you ready? I'm scared. Don't be scared. Okay. Remember, it's a podcast. I can edit it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just like Instagram and social media, this is filtered. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. Okay. This is a Visco A6 filter. I, I love that filter. <laughs> Me too. Okay, here we go. Someone you connected with because of social media that gave you a chance that helped your career. I think Jen, obviously, Jen Atkin, uh, Mariana Hewitt, one of my really good friends, Justine, Laura Polko. Um, she's one that actually posted that she needed an assistant and Mariana connected us. That was right when I moved here and she trusted me enough to assist her, which was really great because I hadn't even posted that I've ever like worked with anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, which is <laughs> really nice that she uh, let me assist her. Shout out to all those amazing humans who gave you a chance. Yes. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I'm so happy you're doing so well. Thank you. A brand or person you would love to work with. I would love to work with Margot Robbie because, wow. When you work with her, let me know. I'd love to come to set. Yes. (laughs) I have a huge crush on her. Same. Same. Prettiest. Let's take her to dinner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Margot Robbie, if you heard that, Kathleen wants to do your hair and we will take you to dinner together. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. A brand you would love to work with? I would love to work with... Outside of hair, maybe any like fitness or clean eating or clean snacks because I love snacks type of brand. I love fitness. I always have. Um, people always ask me like, what do you do? What's your workout? What do you eat? And I'm good. Like you can even ask my friends like 90% of the time. The other 10% like margaritas, nachos. nachos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You yeah. guys heard that. Yeah. So if you're a fitness brand. You have snacks. Yes. Or you have clean eating that delivers. Mm -hmm. Kathleen Riley wants to work with you if you're aligned with her brand. Yes. All right. So hit her up. Slide in her DM. Yes. Hit the email button in her Instagram. Yes. At Kathleen underscore hair. Yes. All right. 
What apps related to social do you use that you couldn't live without? Um, I think I mentioned it before, but InShot for sure. I use Prequel now too, which is, they have some really cool filters and it automatically sets it for stories or a grid post. Um, it just makes it more fun and people, like some people get sick of just seeing like the super plain, plain wall type things. They want to see, I don't know, like your video look crackly or something. <laughs> I don't know if people like that stuff. <laughs> All right. So prequel. Yeah. Prequel and insha. Mm-hmm. A hairstylist with styles and content that inspire you. I would say Bryce Scarlett because mm-hmm. I can tell his work from 8 trillion miles away. He's just super effortless and cool. And it probably takes him a while to do the hair. But if you look at it, you would never think that. Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just looks, I don't know. It looks classy, beautiful, well done polished and then when he does a messier vibe it's like messy in the most perfect way i'm like wow wow what's his instagram i think it's just bryce scarlett all right bryce scarlett you heard it here yeah if you ever want to work with kathleen riley yes she's she's ready yes how can we support you on social you can support me by commenting and liking my posts um on my instagram is kathleen underscore hair and you can follow me. That'd be very nice. Um, I think that's it. Just engage with me because I love that. I love talking to you guys. Sounds good. Is yeah. there anything else related to social you want to share with us? Just try to be consistent. Um, work your butt off. Do content when you don't feel like it. Like after this lovely podcast, I'm doing a test shoot on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not what I would like really choose to do on a Sunday, but mm-hmm. you have to stay consistent and like, you know, I I kind of hate the industry saying, like, if you don't do it, someone else will. But it's kind of true. true. I mean, also <laughs> shout out that you woke up so early to come here and record this before your test shoot. Word. So something I also wanted to touch on is um, the industry being like a constant hustle. And some days I love that. And some days it's tough to always feel replaceable. Um, the constant feeling, you know, if you don't do it, someone else will is a weird feeling. It's hard to explain. Um, because sometimes some days you'll never feel like you're enough Mm -hmm. and it'll drive you insane. And it makes you feel like you have to say yes to everything and you Mm -hmm. can't really have a, have a life outside of working, but I'm trying to let that go a little Mm bit. Um, I love that you just touched on that because ultimately no one can be you. So if you focus on being authentic and find the thing that separates you from everyone else and stick to that, Mm -hmm. you're going to succeed. Yeah, for sure. And I think the days or weeks that you're not super busy, we call it like the freelance blues. You go through it because those days or weeks you're like, oh my God, my career is over. This is it. You drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the weeks that you're insanely busy, you don't have time to go into the bathroom. You're like, okay, I'm fine. Or like, this is what I did all that mm-hmm. work for on my days off to get me to this point. Yeah, I can totally relate. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Tag Me podcast. Yes. I'm so excited to continue to watch your career and success unfold. If you want to follow or connect with Kathleen on social, you can find her on Instagram at Kathleen underscore hair. Yes. And you can DM me. Slide into my DMs. Slide into her DMs. And she's on other social channels as well, but her main one is Instagram. Yeah. I like just go check Twitter and check Facebook, but I'm not really, I'm not really active on it. So Instagram is definitely where you can find me. Sounds good. Thanks, Kathleen. Of course. Thank you for having me. 
for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me.